So vodka is better than wine. Great so just, to like, know. Hit martinis hard, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why my skin breaks out. So I just like the wine. Doctor's orders, you guys. Martinis <laughs> and vodka. I love she it. told me to microneedle and have martinis. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Perfect. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel, all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, coming to you live from what would have been my wedding week. That's right. This is actually so weird and I can't believe it. Uh, For those of you who may be new to this podcast, I was supposed to be getting married this week. This Saturday, July 18th was my original wedding date, but I am officially a Corona bride and had to push my wedding to 2021 like I know so many of you have. And for any of you brides to be out there, I actually did a whole Corona Brides episode earlier this season. It was episode 42 if you want to go back and commiserate with me. But Anyways, I had actually done a few wedding-related episodes that I was planning on releasing this season, but with so many Corona brides in the same position as me, I decided to just hold on to them a little bit longer. But for my wedding week, I decided it would be kind of fun to release one. And to be fair, this episode isn't just for brides because we're talking about all things skincare, really how to get the best skin of your life. So whether you're a bride-to-be or have a big event coming up, or maybe you just want to drastically improve the appearance of your skin or like try out for The Bachelor, I don't know, do you? But this episode is for you. So really what gave me the idea of doing this episode is that I was doing my own research for bridal skin prep and I was having a hard time like finding information on it. There are so many treatments out there. A lot of them have different downtimes. Some of them require multiple visits. So I was really confused on timeline, when to get started and how to get the biggest bang for my buck. So I decided to take you with me for a consultation where I could just ask all the questions. In this episode, I sit down with the ladies behind Complexion Nashville. They are a cosmetic dermatology boutique run by two awesome chicks, Beth Higney and Natalie Copeland, who treat lots of celebrities in town and also run the skincare podcast, Cocktails with Complexion. I knew they would give it to me straight. So we talk all about the different skin treatments out there, some at-home tips, when to start injectables like Botox and filler, and maybe even some skincare tips for our grooms out there. 
Beth and Natalie are so fun and awesome. And actually right after this interview, I did a little treatment with them. So I'll tell you guys all about that at the end of this episode. But without further ado, I figure let's just jump right into it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So speaking of wedding prep, whenever my wedding day actually happens, I will be sipping on a Mad Tasty the morning of to help me with my bridal jitters. If you don't know what a Mad Tasty is, it is a delicious, crisp, canned sparkling water that is infused with 20 milligrams of hemp extract, which contains CBD. If you've been listening to this pod for a while, you know I love my CBD. And I love drinking these because they are refreshing, tasty, and all natural. And the calming effects of the hemp extract are such an added bonus, but it's all really subtle. Like you're just sipping away and all of a sudden you're more relaxed. It's like magic. I drink these during the workday when I start to get overwhelmed or by the pool when I want to chill out. And I just know based on who I am as a person that I am definitely going to need one of these on my actual wedding day because I have a feeling I'm going to be so nervous before walking down the aisle. Like I'm nervous of just talking about it, to be honest. Also, you know what? These are actually great during the planning process too for any of my stressed out brides out there. Highly recommend you and your fiance sip on one of these before you look over your budget. This is coming from experienced people. Um, I do have some good news too. For the longest time, I thought you could only get Mad Tasties in select stores in LA. It's one of those best kept secrets. But I just discovered that you can order them online and have them delivered to your door. So if you want to try a Mad Tasty for yourself, I have a little discount code just for you. Head to madtasty.com and use code BIGKID at checkout. Trust me, you're going to want to stock up on these. It's like the perfect hydrating, relaxing summer beverage, and especially my brides-to-be, you're going to want one of these. Again, just head to madtasty.com and use that code BIGKID at checkout. I am so excited to have you guys here. Um, Obviously, this is a great topic. I mean, who doesn't love diving into skincare? Um, But People that don't have souls. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, something's wrong with you. But especially now, I mean... I mean, I'm kind of doing a little bit more like bridally themes, you know, this this season because I'm obviously a bride to be. And I think what's interesting is like you do a lot of prep work, you know, getting ready for a wedding, a lot of stuff goes into it. And you a lot of people don't realize like you also have to kind of start in advance with your skincare. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you isn't do. that a thing? Yeah. Yes. We unfortunately, sadly enough, get brides that come in a week or two before the wedding and want all the things and so we like, have help two, me. Yeah, we have two weeks. So you're doing a great job. Way to be proactive. Yeah. I mean, what what is like the ideal time frame, would you say? If somebody, if there's a bride out there, like when would you say like to get serious about your skincare? I think six months is plenty of time. I mean, if you have really cystic, terrible acne or acne scars, like major skin issues, sure, we'll need more time. But six months really is pretty sufficient for what yeah. we need to do. Okay, six months. All right, that's that's doable. Yeah, that's totally doable. So, and like, if less time, if you have less time, we can do some things to help. But six months is like a good starting point. Yeah. You can come in earlier, like with more time, even a year in advance. <laughs> a year in advance, five years. Like you're not <laughs> even dating anybody. Might ever get married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not even dating someone. You, or you're on like your second date. You're like, I'm gonna start my bridal skincare routine. <laughs> love it. Yes, that's what we advise. Yeah, that's actually basically what I did six years ago, and that's, here we are. Love it. 
I guess, okay, real quick, because I'm going to get specific and I want to like really dive in. I want to talk timelines. I want to talk like specific treatments that you would recommend and what they kind of mean, because I think a lot of people get scared by lasers and things like that. And we'll get into it. But real quick, give us a little background on like the two of you. Like where, where, where are you for like, what, how did, how did this happen? How, how did complexion happen? Yeah. So Beth and I met Oh my gosh, 11 or 12 years ago. We're so old. 12, so old. 12 years ago <laughs> at Belmont. We both came from big SEC schools. I came from Georgia and Beth came from UT Knoxville. Um, and so we came to this small little school called Belmont. And uh, there were people like playing guitars and like singing in the courtyard. And Beth and I were like, uh, not what we're used to. So we flocked <laughs> to each other instantly and became really fast friends. Um, and so we always like joked about opening a bar in practice, but it wasn't until guess what, two or two and a half years ago that we really kind of decided we were gonna make it happen. Love it. This is like, honestly, if I could go back in time and like shake my 18 year old self, I'd be like, get into skincare. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, this is the best. I, yes, I think, I still think that. I'm like, I would have ended up on the exact same path as I did because I love what I do. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's actually addicting, like borderline addicting. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I've already, like I've already hassled you guys. I've moved here, what, two months ago and I've been in the office like five times. <laughs> you are <laughs> so an You're welcome. Client. Yes, it's perfect. I'm like, hi, it's me. I'm here again. So glad. Um, okay, so let's let's chat about this. So I know you mentioned like the bride that comes in two weeks before and is like, help. Obviously, you mentioned starting six months in advance is great, but for somebody who, you know, maybe is on like a strict budget or starting a little bit later, like what are some of the heavy hitters, like the big treatments that you would recommend that make like a big difference? So I would say um, Botox or Dysport, which is a neurotoxin help with wrinkles. So those like frown lines in between your eyebrows, your forehead lines, or the little lines around your eyes, um, those can be like gone or softened within two weeks. And so those, I feel like if you haven't used them before, make a huge difference. Um, but if someone's coming in and they've already done that, or, you know, they're just want something else or not ready for that, I would say the aqua gold facial. Mm -hmm. What's an aqua gold facial? So the aqua gold facial is something that we mentioned really to every single bride. So if that girl comes in and she's got a wedding in a week or two weeks, we're for sure going to do aqua gold. If she comes in ideally six months in advance, it's still something I'm going to mention so she can budget for it and consider it. So basically it's a micro infusion or a stamping technique that we use and we create a customized cocktail for you. The cocktail always includes Botox or Dysport and then it includes a hyaluronic acid filler and then it includes the customized serums for what you need for your specific skin. So if you've noticed when people get Botox in their forehead, it's not just that their wrinkles are gone, but their forehead looks really smooth and poreless. And that's because Botox, the secondary effect of both Botox and Dysport is it shrinks your sebaceous glands, which are your oil glands. So you look like you don't have pores and it helps with breakouts and oil production. So we like to use this basically a microinfusion of Botox all over your face. So it helps shrink all of your pores Oof. and clears up everything. So your skin is just... I mean, it looks like a porcelain doll. It's perfect. Glowing. It's glowing. Yes. Like that like Instagram filter, but in real life. Without it. Yes. It would, as a bride, you want that because you have everyone in your life coming up to say hi and meet you and see you. And so sure, there's filters, but this is something that you want it to look great for your day. So it's always something that we 
at least mentioned to a bride. Um, ideally, you get that done seven to 10 days before the treat, before your event. And that's just because, um, just like Natalie was saying, Botox and Dysport takes two full weeks to kick in. It takes about seven days or so for it to start working and really shrinking the oil glands so you really can see the effect. Seeing the effects. Yeah. Um, is, I've never, okay, because I'm like into skincare and I've never heard of this. Is this like a thing like you can get anywhere or is it like unique to you guys? It's in a couple places in town. It is. But they some people word it differently or use it you know, they call it something different, but it's using this aqua gold little ampule that you mix the whole cocktail into um, and then stamp it into the skin. And so it can be called aqua gold facial. It can also, isn't it called like celebrity facial at some places? Yeah. I, I mean, know. it's not a lot of the people like on a lot of award shows and things like that. A lot of those people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. I'm yeah. always so like interested looking at the red carpet. I'm like, what are you guys doing? That's what they're doing. They're all stamping their face. (laughs) Doing a lot and using good skincare. And using good skincare. Doing all the things. Um, So that's good to know for anybody listening who, you know, is not in Nashville and can't come see you guys. Uh, But you can kind of ask, you know, wherever you're going for your skincare treatments about that. And maybe they have a different name for it. So good thing to know. On that, okay, so those are some of the heavy hitters. And I know you mentioned Botox. And I feel like we have to talk about Botox because some people are like all about it. And other people are like, know or, or nervous or scared about it, terrified. Um, I think there's like a lot of like misconceptions. Like there's, you know, you kind of think like you're going to have the frozen face. Mm-hmm. There's uh-huh. a lot of like bad work out there. And I always say, you notice the bad work, the good work goes unnoticed as it should, because it just should make you look, you know, more youthful and rested and yeah, a better version of yourself. And I think it goes, it's really anything. I mean, plastic surgery. I mean, you can do it correctly and you can really you know, have a breast augmentation or whatever it is. And it can look really natural and perfect and more balanced and symmetrical, or you can have bad work or have it overdone. So this is definitely an industry that it's getting more regulated, but it hasn't been the best at regulating who's injecting and who's opening up. Um, So something that Natalie and I pride pride ourselves on is we definitely are trained um, and have experience. So we definitely stay more conservative and want a more natural look. Yeah. Um, so our clients are our walking billboard. So it's important that they look normal and that we look normal. So <laughs> one piece of advice is, I guess, just look at your injector when you go in for your consult. And if she looks frozen and you look at her and think, oh my, oh my Lord, then yeah, probably don't. <laughs> she's probably not going to give you a conservative natural look. Right. So maybe just look at your injector and her okay. style. So that's step one is like, make sure you're going to like a credible place. Y'all. Okay. One, one of the first times I got Botox. I can't wait to hear this. It was like <laughs> in a nail salon. <laughs> yeah, basically. There was a curtain involved. Um, oh God. No, I, I was in my like mid twenties and obviously like Botox can be expensive. You know, you got to like yeah. cut corners. So I got a group on. No. <laughs> Say you did it. Say it isn't I so. got that group on Botox. No. It was not great. I, I looked like Spock. Like I literally had like one eyebrow up, but I was even like with that, I was like, you know what? This isn't, so bad. <laughs> you feel like, like I, I, can, I can keep doing this. Uh, Two things that you should not save money on: your face and your hair. You just can't. You just. I mean, you get yeah, what you pay for. I like. I like that. I like that um, saying. So okay. So <laughs> when t- <laughs> I literally. So I think this is important to note because for people who are scared of Botox, like when should when would you tell people to start? Like when like if somebody's contemplating even getting it. That is such a great question. It is. I was about to say, it's, it just kind of depends on the person. So a little bit of the wrinkles and their muscle movement is somewhat hereditary. And so I feel like really young, I had bad crow's feet. I got married really young. And I remember my husband looking at the wedding photos and he was like, 
oh, you have so many cute smile lines. I was like, oh God, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. It's something done at work. Um, like, and here's your divorce yes, filing. <laughs> an annulment. Um, but I think it just kind of depends. I've also seen people in their 30s and they're have like no trace of wrinkles. So it just kind of depends if you start noticing them. And if your makeup starts setting into those wrinkles, that's when you're like, all right, I got to do something about it. That's like the, that's the hard sign. I always tell friends that ask like, will you let me know when it's time? Um, (laughs) And if you are not animating, so you're not making an expression and you can see the line setting in your forehead or between your eyes or your crow's feet, and that line's just there permanently in your makeup, it's time. Those are resting lines and it's time to soften them. So that's really the best measure because there's not really a specific age. You know, it's really more about you and your genetics and your skin. That's a good, that's a good point to make. Um, Cause I feel like I got like a lot of, when I, I started early, like I started in my mid twenties, but it was because I grew up in Florida and like worshiped the sun for 18 years and had like horrific sun damage and I'm super fair. Mm -hmm. So I think like, it just depends on where Mm -hmm. you live, like your, how much like care you put into your skin. Like I I learned late, I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started a little early, but I I know when I talk to people about it, like there's just like so many like misconceptions out there about about Botox. Mm -hmm. But you can, I mean, I I tell people this too, who are new to it, like you can like shit like that, like the Spock eyebrow can happen. (laughs) It's a thing. It is a thing. They usually come and we fix it. So yeah. It's okay. We and that's can a, fix it. Yeah. That's probably a good thing to note too, is that like it does fade, right? Yeah. It's not like a permanent thing. Yeah. You can also inject in different muscles to to correct those um, or to correct like asymmetries from another injector. So we do have people that come in and are like, hey, went somewhere else and, you know, this is what happened. Can you fix me? And if they're not comfortable going back to their first injector, we'll kind of tweak some different muscles to Make oh, it look a little better. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't have to live with this fucking eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. for three I months. was just walking around like, all right, the next four months, this is me. <laughs> that's probably such a relatable story. I bet so many people are like, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that happens we just don't talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I uh, Botox was on my list of things to bring up as one of those splurge items because it is one of those things that I I, I do think makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if you only have a couple of things that you can do, it's one of those that like, oh, you will actually see a change in your face. Like your wrinkles will smooth. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I've never tried this, but this is something interesting too. Filler. I hear the mm-hmm. same thing that that's obviously another one that makes a difference, like a pretty noticeable difference. It does. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there's all different areas that you can treat with filler. So something that I don't pe- think people really realize is they know you can fill your lips and they know that you can fill your cheeks. And I think past that, people don't really understand that there's other things you can do. Um, you can fill your temples, you can fill your jawline, you can fill at the very base of your chin. So if you have a really short chin, you can help kind of make a more defined, better jawline. For some people, it just helps the symmetry and overall shape of their face. So there's little tweaks you can do that are super subtle that can just make you look more like you, if you will. Hyaluronic acid, that's the type of fillers we use. They're all hyaluronic acid. And that's something that's naturally found in your body. So it's a natural ingredient. We're not putting anything foreign. And it's something that does metabolize. So around the lips and lower face, it lasts about six months. And then in the cheeks, it lasts closer to a year. But it's more of usually we have patients come in and we do a consult and take all kinds of photos from the side and front on. So we can look at profiles and really see and assess Do you need filler in your tear trough to help with shadowing under the eyes that makes you look tired? Or do you just need a little bit in the cheek? Or do you need just a little bit on your top lip? You know, so. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Because a lot of people ask about like those um, under eye, under eye 
bags. Yes. And uh, that's yes. what we call tear troughs. Sorry. Yes. So yes. under eyes, that's it's like the little <laughs> hollowing and the dark circles that um that are under your eyes. So we can fill that and it will kind of plump up that tissue. So that's what fillers do is it volumizes um or lifts the tissue. So you look a little bit more filled. Um mm-hmm. and that's what's interesting because I I never thought about filler until like literally like I turned 31 and all of a sudden my cheeks started like hollowing out <laughs> and I have these like lines from under my cheek and I'm like, damn it. Of course, this is the year I'm getting married. <laughs> okay. Also, you're on, this is just making me laugh because you are acting like you look like a troll <laughs> and you're beautiful. So for all the listeners that can't hear, she's so pretty and just picking herself apart. Stop it. Don't we all do that though? I mean, come on. Yeah, we do. but just wanted to note that. Yeah. Anyway. Especially going into going into like a wedding. I'm like, okay, let me pick apart every single, single thing, thing. <laughs> on my face and body. This is fun. Good times. Okay. So filler is something to think about. Now, for those of us who are nervous, because I don't really want to change, I wouldn't want to change my appearance that much and like filler. I feel like I've seen some filler. Like I just moved from LA and let me tell you, I've seen some filler that is terrifying. Um, So if you're worried about changing your appearance too much is like, if you get filler, do you have to like, similar to Botox, wait for it to just go away naturally? Or can you? So it depends on the question. Yeah, such a good question. Depends on the filler. If it's a hyaluronic acid filler, which is um, like Restylane, Juvederm, Voluma, um, those fillers actually have an enzyme that you can like put into the area and it will dissolve it mostly within 24 hours. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Um, so those are dissolvable. Now, if it's something that's more like Radius or um, Sculptra or um, Bellafil, Artifil, things like that, those are more permanent fillers and those can't be reversed. So if you're thinking about it and you're nervous, get a hyaluronic acid filler. Yeah, test that bitch out. Yes, yeah. make sure you and, like it. Yeah, and then you can reverse it if you want to. Yes. How far in advance would you recommend doing that? Like for, for someone who's on like a timeline with a wedding? Mm, that's tricky. I mean, if you're, it depends on where you're injecting. If you're doing under the eyes or lips, I still would want to do it earlier on. I would want to do it closer to six months um, because I want to know that you're happy. And that you feel like you look like you and you're used to it. Um, also, it gives us time to do touch-ups. And then closer to the wedding date, maybe a month out, if we needed to add a little more to the lip or, you know, add a little bit more. Some of, it's been, some of the volume has been lost. We can add a little more, but at least we know you like the end result mm-hmm. yeah. um, versus waiting and leaving. I mean, brides are nervous. You don't need to do anything close to the wedding. That's going to augment or change how you look. Um, Great it's just call. a little too nerve-wracking. I don't need that pressure. No, yeah. there's enough. <laughs> There's enough, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, so that's interesting. And um, for those of us who are listening and are like, okay, like how much does this stuff all cost? Like what, what is it, does it differ, depend on area or like, is there like kind of like a general range you could give us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it depends on the filler used, what city you're in, who you're going to. You can always find the deals. Don't do it. But you can, find <laughs> you can always deals. find a coupon. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do it. But I would say it's about, I don't know, around... Anywhere probably from like seven hundred dollars to nine hundred would be the yeah. average for one syringe. For one acid. syringe, yeah. um, and so it really kind of depends on what area of how many syringes you need. Gotcha. Oh, and this is an interesting fact because I had a friend telling me about this. Um, when you buy when you buy filler, like you can't just like pick and choose like, oh, I don't need a full syringe. I only want to buy half a syringe, right? You have to buy the whole thing, Correct. right? And then mm-hmm. what happens if you only end up using half of it? then you end up using half. I mean, we do have patients come back 10 to 14 days after. And so we'll have you come back in. We'll take more of those profile pictures, have you animate, all that kind of thing, and see if you need a little more. But the idea is you don't want to overfill. 
So you want to trust your injector and we want you to be happy too. But the last thing you want to do is use two full syringes in your cheek because you bought it when you looked perfect and it looked really great and natural at one and a half. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, you're buying the product by the syringe and that's really how it's packaged, how it's sold. That's for sanitary reasons too. But I think that you really want to trust your injector and the skill set in your injector and that she's using the right amount where she needs to. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I'm like a bank, get the most bang for your buck kind of gal. But when it comes to that, you're like, put it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. And you can do that sometimes too. Say, you know, we were using something in the nasal labial fold, which is kind of that parenthesis mark between your cheek and your mouth. If we were filling that and we have a little bit left that your nasal labial folds are filled, we could always put like a little touch in your lower lip or top lip to give you a little bit of hydration or a little bit of plump. So there are certain fillers that we can use other places um, to use it all up so that you feel like you've got all of the <laughs> yeah. product you purchased. So there is, we can do that too. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, good mm-hmm. to know. I mean, we're talking a lot about like skin on your face stuff. Do you think you need to talk about like, or worry about this, the skin on your decolletage and neck and all that? These are such great questions. Girls, yes. I can't prepare. <laughs> I love <All> right. it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I think a lot of people forget to like extend their skincare products or their laser treatments, whatever they're getting from their face down to their neck and chest. Because um, that is a big area that is kind of a telltale sign. Sometimes people's faces look so clear and like, you know, wrinkle-free. And then you look at like the neck and chest and you're like, Oh, you, you forgot to extend Oh, you it. did live in Florida <laughs> for did live years. in Florida, yes. Um, and so- It's like your 30th birthday. You turn 30 and all of a sudden you're like, what is what is my neck doing? What is this line? What are these brown spots on my chest? So yeah, it is really important. Whatever skincare you're using now on your face, start using it on your neck and chest. If you're in your 20s, listen, do it now. Don't wait. On top of skincare, I love doing IPL. It's intense pulse light. And so it targets browns and reds. And so for a lot of girls, they have a lot of just sun damage on their chest. Mm -hmm. And most brides are wearing tons of dresses at showers or obviously their wedding day, they're wearing a dress that shows their shoulders and their chest. So I love doing IPL to target some of the browns and reds. Um, That's a really good treatment to consider and would budget that in in that six-month consult too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I did an IPL on my chest fairly recently. And I'm wondering like, how many do you need? Because I, I did get like some pretty good results. Like I'm happy with it, but I'm like, I wonder if I should probably do this like two more times. I was gonna say, I love to overpromise. No, underpromise and overdeliver. Yeah, that's what that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, so I usually explain IPL intense pulse light. It's not an ablative laser, meaning it doesn't resurface your skin. So your downtime is pretty minimal. You probably noticed you had some like little flakes or specks, but it wasn't too extreme. Yeah. Um, but because of that, you're going to take more than one treatment. So I always try to explain, you will see improvement with one. And if you're happy with the improvement from one treatment, great, we can just do one. But I've, I'd rather tell you, you might need a second and a third so that you don't feel like you were surprised and weren't prepared for that. And then um, we, Natalie and I both space out treatments four to six weeks apart. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the person. I mean, sometimes you do one treatment, you do a pass on reds, then maybe you go back and do a pass on the browns and it's perfect. And then other times they're more stubborn or certain spots just didn't respond as well. And you need a second or third. Mm-hmm. Most people need the second. Yeah. Least. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, you're right. It probably depends on the person and how much sun damage they have. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, think about that's two decades at least of sun damage. Yeah. It's going to take more than one time. For sure. God, I hate that I went in tanning beds. I'm like (laughs) so mad at myself. I know. This is all your fault, 16-year-old Sarah. But prom, you were tan. I was tan. (laughs) I had that Paris Hilton, like 2004. Glow, orange glow. Yeah. Remember the double dip? Oh, God. You and I (laughs) have pictures from college where we were. Jesus. A lot of it was spray tan, (laughs) but you would like, what would you do? You would do the tanning booth first, and then you'd get in the spray, and then you get in the spray tan booth. <laughs> we were overachievers. Overachievers. We yeah, it was great. Oh my god, it, it was, was a like, different time. It was like January fifteenth, like yeah. middle of January. <laughs> we, we were, were so, so tan. tan. <laughs> I know. I moved. I moved from New- Florida to New York, and I showed up like orange, and people were just like looking at me, like what? <laughs> it's like okay, all right, I got it. I actually wanted to bring this up while you were talking about the like move your skincare to your face, to your neck, to your chest. Cause I I've heard that before. And like, are we talking all skincare? Like, are you washing your face and your neck and your chest? Or are you, is it more like moisturizer? Mm. This is a good thought. And I've thought of this recently because I just got a necklace that I wear all the time. So it's another step. I have to take my necklace off to do this, or I feel like I do. But when you think about it, everyone knows you're supposed to take your makeup off at night, right? Because it ages your skin. So if you're extending your bronzer and powder and stuff down your neck, which pretty much everyone does. I mean, you're going to be, that's going to have the same effect on your neck. So you really do want to cleanse everything off at night. And I know that's annoying and hard. So a little trick, you can use micellar water mm-hmm. and use micellar water on your neck to at least lift off that dirt and makeup, like all those particles, and then just wash your face at the sink because, I mean, everyone's tired. No one wants to deal with this. Yeah. So at least put some micellar water on to get that makeup off. And then, yeah, after that, any of your serums, any of your moisturizers, your retinol, yes, that needs and to go all the way down. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can we talk about retinol? Sure. Yeah. Okay, because that that's one of the things, like I consider myself like a skincare junkie, but I've never gotten into retinol. Interesting. Yeah, Um. I just don't, I've just hear, I've heard things like you have to be careful in the sun mm-hmm. and it can be, I have really sensitive skin, so I've been nervous mm-hmm. to try it, but tell us like a little bit about it, like who should be using it, what it does, yada, yada. Okay, I'll let you talk first. <laughs> so we have, I feel like a little different um, perspective on it now. I feel like we used to tell everyone, like start it, start using it as soon as you can. Um, And there's different kind of types of retinols or retinoids and derivatives of that. And so there's some that are a little bit harsher than others. And then some that really kind of don't irritate your skin, which is great. But we carried this French line called Biologique Recherche. And it- That sounds so French. So I I hope I said it correctly. (laughs) We are so fancy. We are so fancy here. Um, It is. And it's great. Can you say it one more time? (laughs) It's, I'm going to, now I'm going to like botch it. Um, Biologique Recherche. Damn. Do I sound French? It sounds Bonjour. like a sneeze a little bit. It does sound like a sneeze. <laughs> I can't, I'm not even going to attempt. You could just say BR. Yeah. Okay. In Tennessee, we just say BR. BR. Okay. Because people come in asking for all sorts of things and we're like, Biologique? They're like, yes. <laughs> and so now that we have this French skincare line, the French have a little different perspective than Americans do, which is really interesting, that they think uh, Americans are way too harsh on their skin. So they think we're putting way too many acids, retinols, we're exfoliating too much and we're just super harsh. And so they believe a little bit more of a natural, if you will, I guess, approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that line actually has no retinols in it. Mm. And they believe that with their like toner and some of their serums and moisturizers that you should be able to achieve the same effect than using a retinol. Um, and so now we kind of really limit, I guess, prescribing or recommending retinols to certain patients. Yeah, and I would say this has been, I feel for 
clients and for patients. I really do. I walk into Sephora and I have no idea how anyone decides what to get or put on their face. Seriously. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I work in the skincare line and I, after doing, you know, now and I've been doing this for years, once we kind of started learning everything about the biology line and sitting and training with them, I was like, great. Now what do I think? Now what are my thoughts? So what I've kind of adapted, when someone comes in and they have a lot of texture change. So someone in their maybe later fourth and fifth decade of life, if they have a lot of that texture change around their mouth and lateral cheeks, or someone that comes in with a lot of acne or a lot of pigment, um, whether it be from sun damage or from previous acne marks, I usually do start them on one of our lines that we carry that has the salicylic and the glycolic acids and a retinol. And then I just kind of titrate, like I let them finish that for three months to six months and then I take them off. And then I just kind of build up their skin and hydration and health of their skin and everything with Biologique or Biologique. So I don't necessarily not use them. I just kind of get them to where I need. So I use it as a treatment, if you will, and then transition off of it so that they're not constantly stripping their skin and constantly putting on acids. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I remember like back in the day, people just saying like, oh, if you're 30, like you should be looking into a retinol. Mm -hmm. And so- Yeah, definitely. Are you guys like, eh, on that? Like- I mean, I think, again, it depends on the, you know, if they come in and they have a lot of those marks, a lot of that sun damage, a lot of that texture change. Or acne or like super thick skin. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of when they reach to it. Okay. Interesting. Just not everybody. Like, I feel like it was like a blanket statement before. Like, if you know all the Spice Girls by first and last name, like, you should probably use a retinol. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right there. But for girls like you, for someone that has really reactive, really sensitive skin or rosacea or Mm. a lot of other things and they just can't tolerate it, I mean... And there's other things we can do to help resurface or to help stimulate collagen. There's so many other things. So yeah, anything that's a blanket statement probably be a little. Yeah, good to know. Very good to know. Speaking of wedding stuff, guys, I am probably the worst bride to be out there. I am really bad at planning things. I don't have like a vision or anything. And I originally tried to plan my whole wedding by myself, which was just a series of meltdowns. And that's why I'm so thankful that I found Flutter Social. Flutter Social is an online platform that will give you a personal virtual wedding planner, which is way more affordable than traditional wedding planning services. I mean, I was getting quotes for over $10,000 for a wedding planner, and my virtual planner is a fraction of the cost. And let me tell you, I am obsessed with my Flutter Social planner. Shout out Jessica. She does basically basically everything for me remotely from finding me vendors to negotiating rates and working within my budget, making sure I'm on track with my contracts and payments and just genuinely making the experience so much easier. If I had to postpone and replan my wedding by myself, guys, I don't know if I could have done it. (laughs) And so for any of you who may be in a similar boat or if you need an expert to help get you started, maybe just tie up some loose ends or plan the whole thing, there's a Flutter Social virtual planner that's right for you. If you want to try Flutter Social, guys, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have a 50% off discount code for you to try. 50%. Consider it a gift from the wedding gods. Just go to fluttersocial.com and use code SARAH50 at checkout. I'm going to link it in show notes too. But once again, that is fluttersocial.com and use code SARAH50 to get your virtual planner today. On the like kind of tone of like talking about like home skincare, because I do want to get into like 
when people go to treatments and like the different treatments you can do and all that good stuff. But when we're talking about at home skincare, please put the Clarisonic brush away. <laughs> really? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> When you say home skincare, that's the first thing that comes to mind is Clarisonic and those at-home and rollers. micro rollers. God, don't do it. Stop. Wait, why? What about the micro rollers? <laughs> you look very shocked over here. I'm like, oh my You're like, God. I did that last night. Yeah, well, I I was like a Clarisonic junkie. Like I saved up and like bought my Clarisonic <laughs> and did that like every night and then it got gross. And yeah. 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 But what what what's the what's the deal with that? Well, I mean, again, for a lot of girls, they are, they do have rosacea or thinner skin. And some of those Clarisonic brushes are just way harsher than you need them to be. So it can actually over exfoliate. It can cause more broken vessels. Those little red lines that you see in your cheeks and nose, it can kind of aggravate and exacerbate those. Um, Or it can just, it's just too much physical exfoliation. So when we talk about exfoliation, there's chemical exfoliation that you can do with lactic acid or retinol. Then there's physical and that's like St. Ives, Scrub. <laughs> and, and I put Clarisonic in the same category. It's just, it's too much. It's that and then much. I'd have people come in and they'd be like, so I got my Clarisonic last year. When do you get a new brush? And I'm like, oh, like <laughs> nine months ago. <laughs> so I think that's, people were just content, like reusing it and then getting bacteria just spread all over their face. Okay. So um, not, not big on that. Nothing. And what's wrong with the jade rollers? Oh, Jade, different. Jade, that's different. That's, that's different. Fine. Oh, okay. You're good with that. I'm talking about like the microneedling at home rollers that people um, like use to like, and you just, I mean, you don't know how they're clean and then you don't know what you're putting into your skin. You have to be careful just of what you're introducing, um, of what you're using <laughs> into your skin. So, so many things. And then same idea with the pressure. I mean, how are you going to have even pressure or know if you're applying the right pressure? So it goes back to, you're going to exacerbate little broken vessels on your skin. It's just... Just put it away. <laughs> just save it for the professionals. Yeah. yeah. Just put it away. Um, what what skincare stuff like what do you recommend? We talked about I can't say VR. VR. Um, any other lines you guys love or like things that you should definitely be doing? Like um, you know, I'm sure everybody listening already does like cleanses and sunscreen. Sunscreen and exfoliates, <laughs> but like, do you need a night serum or like a Night cream. I don't know. You you guys tell me. What's like? What do you guys do? All the things. God, so many. Things. So many things. There's so many steps. Um, <laughs> but I love it. Um, I would say biggest thing is sunscreen. I mean, if you are even work inside, those lights can still produce some rays that are damaging, and so sunscreen is a huge one. We sell Elta MD here and that is a great, that's like, I think my favorite sunscreen line. Yeah. Whenever Uh, I do a consult with a patient, I say, if you leave here with one product and you're not already using a sunscreen that you like every, like that you like to put on, then leave here with nothing else. I mean, I would protect your investment. There's no point in spending money on Botox and lasers if you're not wearing a sunscreen every single morning. I mean, even in your drive into work, so everyone thinks, oh, I just go into work and I'm inside and it's not sunny. We're not worried about you burning. Like Natalie was saying with the rays coming off the screens from your computers or from the lights in the office, we're not worried about you burning. We're worried about all the rays of light that break down collagen and cause more photo damage. So you want to put on a sunscreen every single morning. Even if you're like working from home? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess from your computer screen, yes, but I'm always thinking like, driving in the car to and from work. Okay. Okay. Um, That's good to know. I'm going to pick some up on the way out of here. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to put you on some sunscreen. (laughs) Yeah. And there's plenty of, I feel like people are like, I don't want to put sunscreen on my face because they're used to drugstore sunscreen, Mm -hmm. which I think is a little bit different. So medical grade sunscreen is just, it absorbs better. It works better. And there's 
tinted, non-tinted. There's all sorts of different formulations. And so you can kind of choose what you like. So medical grade sunscreen is a big one. And it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, the Elta line, pretty much all of their products, all their sunscreen products are all within, they're all less than 40. They're all in the 30 range. Mm -hmm. So there's, Natalie and I are both proponents of this. There's your splurge items. And then there's your items that you really don't have to have. They don't need to be expensive. And sunscreen's one of them. You can get a really good sunscreen for a great price. Yeah. And that seems like such a big, like you said, like, Protect your investment. I love that. <laughs> uh, any other like lines that you guys love? We do carry a couple SKUs from Skin Better. We really like the Interfuse technology that they've developed with their retinol. So that sounds fancy, but to break that down, it's a technology where it penetrates deeper into the dermis. So it doesn't irritate the surface of the skin as much. So you get the same effects. It yields the same result without having to deal with as much irritation and sloughing off. Um, yeah. So for clients that we do need to put on some acids or some retinol, we have a couple of skis from Skin Better that we really have been happy with. Yeah. Anything that you would pick up in Sephora? I mean, I do get my eyeshadow palette from there. <laughs> no, I mean, I know I'm trying to think. I mean, I know a lot of people like some other brands that are carried there. Um, but my whole thing is if they are carrying a bunch of like makeup stores, Sephora, Ulta's, Walgreens, they're just not the same medical grade like formulations and products and quality that you would get at a physician's office. Yeah. Yeah. We have to have research development. There has to be trials and data and we need to know what ingredients are used. All of that has to be provided before we'll carry it in the office. And two, because it falls on us. If I tell you to start something and you come back and you, A, haven't seen results or made your skin go crazy. I mean, that's on me. I have to fix it. So before we're going to carry a line, we're going to do a lot of our homework. Yeah. Um, And we do this for a living. So (laughs) we list off what's inside and like the percentages and how it's formulated and packaged. Like vitamin C is a great example. Vitamin C is a really unstable molecule. And so if you, depending on how it's packaged and formulated and what other ingredients are in there, it can deactivate. So if you get a vitamin C off of Amazon for $11, it's probably not going to do anything for you. Damn it. Um, (laughs) And same with retinol. Retinol is another one. It's unstable. It's hard to keep in its active state. So there's certain products that are splurge items because they're just more expensive to make. Mm -hmm. Good to know. And I'm curious before we like move on from there, I now I really want to know your long ass skincare. <laughs> okay. And in fairness, actually, it's not that long. I would say I, since we started with this line, I've simplified my steps. I don't have as many steps. I think I just, we just do all the things, you know? Like, yeah. I love aqua gold. I love laser. I love microneedle. But as far as skincare, we both use like you're at home. You're, Yeah. 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 Home, we both yeah. use their, I think we both use the VIPO2 cleanser for yeah. them. So we both use a BR cleanser. And um, we both use the P- lotion P50. There's six different variations of that, but we both use one of those, which is, it has like a bizarre cult following and it is a toner more than it is a lotion. So we do that afterwards. And then we'll put on our, I'm just kind of going over it. We'll put on our serums and then our either day cream or night cream. Mm-hmm. And then sunscreen, sunscreen <laughs> and, and finish sunscreen serum. at the end of everything. So after, I think that's actually an important point to make because I think I was putting on my sunscreen before my, I think I would go, I think I usually do like wash your cleansing, your toner, serum. Then I think I do sunscreen and then I do my day cream. Mm-hmm. Would you say day cream and then sunscreen? I mean, the good news is it's not a make or break. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to be, gonna gonna be okay. okay. But yes, no. or mix the two. Mix the two. I mix the two. I mix the finishing serum. There's a tinted finishing serum out from this line that we love. And I mix that in the back of my hand with 
some of my L to MD sunscreen. And so I mix the two and use that as my coverage because I don't really wear makeup for work. Yeah. Not face makeup at least. Do you not have makeup on right now? I have a combination of that finishing tinted serum and my L to MD. Damn girl. And I have like some blush and some okay. brown <laughs> highlight or something. I don't know, but no face makeup. I can't wear face. It feels like I'm wearing a mask. It feels so cakey. I hate face concealer. Yeah. That's the beauty of working from home. Like I don't wear makeup. Monday yeah. through Friday, really. I can't work from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, interesting. And then how often do you guys exfoliate? Because I know we talked about a lot of us over exfoliate. So we, I don't use anything to physically exfoliate, um, but I guess we have some chemical exfoliants. So in the lotion P50, there is like different acids in there. So it exfoliates, hydrates, balances your skin. So that's... Mm-hmm. The exfoliation that we do. Do you do anything? Yeah, but I was going to say that's when that's when you kind of tie in services that are synergistic to your skincare. So I know I work here for a living, but I would say a girl that comes in for a consult, usually we're going to talk about microneedling or using it, like doing coming in for a series of chemical peels. So that's kind of your, that's when you're going to come in and we're going to do some exfoliation and some skin cell turnover and do some shedding. And, you know, that's usually enough in between just your daily maintenance skincare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. And then just before we move on to, because you mentioned microneedling and I'm like, oh my God, we have to talk about- I can't about, believe we haven't I know we haven't even gotten there yet. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like very thorough. We talked about, you know, at-home skincare. Are there like supplements you would suggest or maybe some foods to stay away from or eat to get better skin? Two big things to stay away from. Dairy and sugar are definitely culprits, contributing factors for acne breakouts, for sure. Just, I mean, the more strict you are, the more reactive your skin is going to be. Your skin is the largest organ in your body. So say you've been really good, eating really clean, getting ready for your wedding, and then you have your bachelorette weekend and you drink a lot of wine and cocktails and have candy, your skin's going to react because that's way more sugar than normal. Oh, I didn't even think of the alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. Sugar alcohol alcohol. Is, is a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. Because I'm breaking out right now and I'm like, why? I, I've been doing it so good and it's because <laughs> I drank this weekend. So vodka is better than wine. Great so to like know. Hit martinis hard, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. That's why my skin breaks out. So I just like the wine. Doctor's orders, you guys. Martinis <laughs> and vodka. I love she it. She told me to microneedle and have martinis. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Perfect. Okay, so speaking of microneedling, let's get into it. Let's talk about some of these treatments that I think a lot of us are curious about. Let's just like talk real quick about like what microneedling is and what IPL is. They're both amazing. They are both amazing. Yeah. I've I've done both and I'm obsessed. Yes. So microneedling is not your like at home microneedling device. It is a medical grade device and it basically causes little micropunctures in the skin and that creates collagen um, and also will help with the texture of your skin, the pore size. Um, and there are different serums that you can infuse while you're doing microneedling. So we have this BR serum that has um, over like 58 active ingredients and it just makes your skin glow. I feel like it also cuts down on your downtime because the downtime is not too bad. You have about 24 hours of redness, um, maybe 48, but it's really not that bad, but it will help with overall texture. Definitely helps with acne scars, pore pore size, size, fine lines and wrinkles. It's great. Yeah. It really covers your bases. And you can do it down your neck. So for those like lines on your neck, it'll help those as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can do microneedling on your neck? You can. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, the first time I ever did microneedling, there's a picture of it somewhere. I have to find it. Like my skin was 
glowing. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is great. I want to do this all the time. Yeah. I usually try to tell patients that a temporary effect afterwards, your skin about a week out looks so good. It's just really tight and glowy and shiny. And that's a temporary thing. It takes longer for collagen to actually be stimulated. But see, the real results come after your third treatment, you know, 90 days in. But yeah, definitely a week after your skin looks so good. So good. Yeah. That's one of like the, one of the treatments I feel like I got the most bang for the buck. Okay. Um, so what are you, what, what, what would the timeline be? Like how often, if let's say you want to do three before your wedding, like how long would you wait between? Four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. It's ideal. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And, and same this, with IPL. Yep. Same with IPL. So I was going to say. Okay. Same with IPL. So let's talk about IPL. So intense pulse light. Um, and you can use it for broken vessels on the face. So some girls have a lot of those broken little cluster red vessels on their cheeks or on their chin, um, or some of those, you know, acne marks that you get on your chin that stay purple for forever, some vessels on your nose and then sunspots. I mean, a lot of us have sunspots on our lateral cheek and on our cheeks and whatnot. So we can do, we can cover both with IPL. We use different settings, but, um, it's a really good treatment to do for sun damage and for vessels. Mm, Good to know. And then similar kind of like three times you would say? Yeah. I mean, I think we were touching on this earlier, but definitely one treatment, you'll see improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people need a second and then sometimes a third. I mean, just depending on how much sun damage you had and you know how old you, how how long it's been and if you've ever had it done before. So I usually just go ahead and tell patients plan on two to three and ideally four to six weeks apart. Um, Your downtime varies. If we're just hitting reds, you'll be pretty puffy and swollen for a day or two. And then if we're hitting browns, you'll get almost like a coffee crumble appearance on the surface of your skin. It looks almost like little freckles and that will just slowly slough off over seven days to 14 days. So you can put on makeup, you can go about your life, you can run to Target, it'll be fine. It's just that your skin's a little bit more uneven than you're used to for a few days. Yeah. I definitely noticed that on my chest, the like coffee ground things. So yeah. I was like, it's working. It's, it's satisfying. It yeah. Is. I'm like, this is awesome. Okay. So that that's a would you recommend doing both? Or do you think like for, if you have certain type of skin, you should maybe do one or the other? Yeah. I would say for girls that have really large pores, there's some people that just genetically, they have thicker- I have giant pores. You do Okay. Again, <laughs> you don't. This is hysterical. <laughs> they're <laughs> huge. They're not. I'm they like the girl in Mean Girls. My pores are huge. <laughs> really pretty. Um, <laughs> No, I would say girls that come in that have that texture skin that's just kind of thicker and larger pore size. Microneedling is the only thing I can do to help trigger that. I mean, treat that. Or um, acne scarring. Go yes. for microneedling and that will do the best. But if you have like a lot of reds and browns, then laser. Mm. Reds and browns being capillaries and brown spots. And that's something that in your consult, you know, if you're going, you know, your provider will say, here's what I would make a priority or here's, you know, the biggest thing that we need to work on. And then the other thing we forgot um, to mention when they come in for that six month, if they need assessing, if they needed filler, then we would start with filler too early on um, mm-hmm. if they need it. But a lot of girls don't need it yet. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. And and in terms of cost too, like are, is one of them more expensive than the other? Or what do you think? They're actually, for us right now, they're exactly the same. Our cost of a microneedle session and IPL yeah. session is exactly the same yeah. price. It'll range from 400 to probably 600 I would say, what do you think? Yeah. Depending on where you are, what city you're in. Maybe even a little bit less than that for, you think? Depending on the area. Yeah. yeah. But around, I would say around four to 500 is like the average for treatment. Sometimes if you get them bundled, they can be a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important thing to know. I think for anybody um, interested and you're like, oh my God, my skincare is going to cost me thousands of dollars. Well, one, if you're planning a wedding, like everything costs thousands of dollars. <laughs> I always tell them, like, it's your face. So- 
I know. I honestly, because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty budget conscious with everything, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm spending like a thousand dollars on like napkins, you know, for the bathroom. So <laughs> you like, can do it for your face. I know. I'm, I'm kind of like biting the bullet, and I'm like, we're gonna, we're gonna spend some money, and you're gonna like not regret it when you see the results. Hundred percent. And I also always try to explain that up front. It's, I mean, you're really kind of investing up front, and then we're not going to see you back for three back to back IPLs or three back to back marketing lean again. It's just up front to kind of get you where you want to be, and mm-hmm. then from there it's maintenance. Yep. So up front, it does seem like more. Um, it's almost like if you want to get in shape and you have to get a trainer and you have private sessions and you don't continue that, then you just go to the gym. But yeah, that's actually a really good point to me. Cause I think I, I've done, I've done a bunch of this stuff like earlier on and I already noticed, I'm like, I don't need it. Like I used to, mm-hmm. like I, I can go much, much longer. And you're right. It's kind of like you go to the gym and then, or you can kind of take care of it on your, your own a little bit, a little bit more. Oh, um, that was an important piece to make too. Like maybe you find a practitioner that has like a special, like if you're going to do like a package or something like that, like that's kind of, I've seen those before, right? Yeah, they have those. Like we'll bundle our microneedling sessions in threes and it'll be a little bit cheaper um, than buying them individually. Uh, That or sometimes offices will have in-office promotions or there'll be promotion for like filler or um, Botox to support with like the company. So we always tell patients like, hey, this month, you know, this Botox is fifty dollars off if yeah. you sign up for this promotion. Yeah, um, just take advantage of what you can. Just like maybe not Groupon Botox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, maybe not that. We can find say, other ways to save money. Don't Groupon. Um, okay, so I think like that. You know, we have a couple of things that you want to be consistently doing. Um, checking in. We talked about filler. We talked about Botox. We talked about that end facial at the end when you're getting real, real close. The aqua gold. The aqua gold. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, if you got all of these things, like you're basically like J-Lo at the end of this. You 100%, are. Which you want to be for your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're going, we're going for J-Lo. We're going for J-Lo. Um, anything else I'm missing? Is there anything else that you're like, oh my gosh, we need this? Like, or or you would want to recommend for, for brides out there? No, I think that's it. I mean- those are the big, those are the those, big things. Those are. That's it. Yeah. Botox support, filler, some lace treatments, my skincare, good skincare. Yeah. And Your obviously golden. for those, anybody listening who's like, well, I don't have a million dollars, like pick it's and choose. Also same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also same. <laughs> um, pick and choose what you need. And, and I think, um, I think it is amazing when you actually like try these things, like the results are incredible and I'm going to try a couple of things and I'll be sharing them on social media. So I Me will, too. I'll share the results. You guys can, you guys can live vicariously through, through me. Oh, oh my God. I almost wrapped this up without asking a very important question. Are grooms. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Oh my goodness. Don't forget about the men. That's Don't so forget about that. We totally forgot. I, story of my life. I'm like, oh yeah, I have like a, a fiance. What? Um, <laughs> I'm planning just for me. Yeah. Um, our grooms out there, same things, right? Like it's the same pro- different kinds of treatments. Yes. They need some love too. Men, I feel like really like, well, it depends what they have. It also depends on what they have. Like veins, reds, browns. But a lot of guys like microneedling. Because it helps with fine lines and wrinkles, helps with the texture of their skin, and pores. then really good pores, and then really good skincare. Yeah. Um, and poor, poor, poor guys. I mean, they just don't even, they started using like Clearasil <laughs> in sixth grade, and they just still are, are using the same thing. And then like a three, three in one. one. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, like, they have the bar of soap for like their yep. balls, their face. Oh, God. And, like, yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. But what I've noticed is at first, I was hesitant to like, 
really kind of give them the full explanation or give them products to really start. But the, if you tell them to use it, they're like, listen, you do this for a living. Just tell me what I need to use. And mm-hmm. as a girl, again, walking into Sephora, we're overwhelmed. Like, God bless them. They walk yeah. in and they're like, I don't even know. I like the micro needling idea. And the same yeah. idea, like for a groom, like you you might want to do three, like a package, like a multi- multiple thing. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of my fiance because like I've mentioned things to him. I'm like, oh, well, like Botox maybe. He's like, I'm not doing Botox. Yeah, guys know, are pretty some, hesitant with that. Yeah, some guys will get it done and some are like very adamant, like that's a hard no. Yeah. So that's a hard no. Micro needling, you can- that's a good, that's a good gateway. Good gateway. Drug, yeah. I feel like. And so is skincare. I feel like we build their trust with that a little bit because they, usually they come in and they have combination skin, like they're kind of oily and then dry and then they get those little bumps, like follicle bumps in their beards. Mm-hmm. So I think once we get them on good skincare that balances their skin and they don't have random pimples coming up anymore and they're not shiny and oily, then they're like, okay, whatever you gave me worked, so now mm-hmm. what? And then we hit him with microneedling. <laughs> and then you hit him with microneedling. <laughs> or maybe Botox. Or maybe a little, little Yeah, bit. just like, a little bit. Guys listening, like, don't be afraid of the Botox. Just I'm a just little. saying. Just a little, little dab here yeah. and there, you know? <laughs> don't be scared. Um, oh, this is just a selfish question, just to, like, because uh, I'm interested and I always yell at my fiance, but he uses coconut oil on his face. What are your thoughts on that? I just can't help but think it's, I know they say it's not occlusive, but I can't help but think it's super occlusive. Like it clogs your pores up. It's it's oil. It's really thick. It's so yeah. thick. And then like I, it gets on me. I'm like, it's too much. the dog is like licking his face. <laughs> I'm like, this is a mess. I mean, maybe if you have like really dry skin and we're desperate, but just we have better <laughs> alternatives. I'm like, I have really expensive like creams in here. Let's like, yeah. you can, you can use me, them. Help you. Yeah, help yeah. me, help you. <laughs> okay, so that's good to know. So brides to be, um, you know, this should help you, but this should also help the grooms out there. So thank you both so much for being on the show. I think this is really, really helpful. If uh, audience members want to hear more from you, they want to learn more about skincare, where can they find you guys? Well, we're here in Nashville. You can go to complexionnashville.com <laughs> um, and then we just start our podcast. Yeah, start our podcast. It's Cocktails with Complexion. Awesome. So I'm going to link all of that in show notes. You guys can learn more from them. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks. All right. That is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope you liked it and hopefully learned something. I know I did. All right. So right after we turned the microphones off for this interview, I sat down for a micro needling session. At the time, this was like two and a half weeks before my bachelorette party. So I knew my skin would be peaking and looking its best right in time for my trip. I have done microneedling before and I love it. Um, It's really quick and relatively painless. They numb you up beforehand for about 15 to 20 minutes. And then they go, they went over my skin a few times. And I mean, I barely felt anything. My skin was red that night. So, I mean, I recommend not having any plans after you get a microneedling session done. Um, I just hopped right in my car after this and went home and prayed that nobody saw me. But by the next morning, I mean, the redness is pretty much gone. If anything, it looks like I had maybe gotten a little bit of sun on my face, but I felt totally fine. And then it's just a bit of a waiting game to see the results come through. So unfortunately, I got this treatment on a Tuesday. And at the time, there was some talk about coronavirus getting bad. But even then, I didn't think I was going to have to cancel my bachelorette or anything close to that. But sure enough, four days later on that Saturday is when the whole quarantine started and basically the whole world closed down. So I had to cancel my bachelorette. But let me tell you, my skin looked amazing in quarantine. Like worst timing ever because nobody saw it, but my skin was looking flawless. 
If you go over to Vicky Problems on Instagram, I'm going to post some pictures so you can see the results. Um, but I do want to give a big, big thank you to Beth and Natalie of Complexion Nashville for sharing all their insider knowledge with us today. I'm going to include all of their info in show notes. So make sure to check them out and show them some love. You can also connect with me at Big Kid Problems or on my personal at Sarah A. Merrill underscore. I love hearing from you guys. So don't be shy. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, post a screenshot on stories and leave an nice little review if you're feeling generous. You guys have no idea how much it helps when you rate, review, or share the show. And I really, really, truly appreciate it. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there and just know that I really value your time and appreciate you spending it with me. And I can't wait to see you here again next week for a brand new episode and actually our last episode of this season. I know, I can't believe it either. So until then, have a great week, guys, and I will see you next Tuesday.